the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I, I remember saying to, to Pat one time, um, the most impressive part of your show is is that this I never know which side of the issue you're on. For informational purposes only. Buckle up and yeah. settle in for a full yep. hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I'm here at your service to make sure that your car repair hassles and concerns are dealt with. Uh, and, And I think what we do the best in is we have a conversation, which is something that you should have with your repair shop, because the longer the conversation goes, the cheaper your diagnostic charges are. If 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 your shop just says, you know, you say, uh, I got a check engine light, and they go, give me your keys, thank you very much. Um, th- that's really not what's in your best interest. They should say, okay, other than the check engine light, what else is going on? Well, it does this, or it's done this. How long has it happened? Does it do it hot? Does it do it cold? Can you tell if the level in the fuel tank makes any difference? If that kind of a conversation is really beneficial because you can tell by the radio show that the longer I talk to customers and the, and the more in-depth we get, the closer I can get to the actual repair. It's just because of symptom analysis, and that's what we have to have. This portion of Island Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing since 1970. Thompson's Auto Repair has been providing expert auto and light truck repair and maintenance services to customers all over the Mesa area and the East Valley. They have ASE certified technicians. They're going to provide you with the highest level of automotive service, followed up with friendly reminders that let you know when your vehicle might be due for service. It's never been easier or more convenient to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape with Thompson's as your shop. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is located on Main Street just east of Stapley, Main and Stapley, just east on the south side of the road. Been there many times myself. Brian and Thelma, husband and wife, own and operate Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They're good people. I promise you they're good people. All righty, so I'm going to read you this Jaguar thing that uh, we were talking about. The Jaguar thing is is that is, uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it here in a minute. So um, here it is. Uh, I have an irritating issue. I have a 2000 Jaguar, and... Um, uh, of a four-liter V8. It's normally aspirated, which means it doesn't have a supercharger on it. My engine light comes on and stays on, and at one point, the restricted performance light would also come on. The restricted performance light is this on all cars. It's saying, I see something that's happening that could cause damage to the engine or to the emission control devices, i.e., the catalytic converter. So, therefore, I'm going to restrict the car's speed and load and how fast you drive it. Anyway, at no time have I noticed any difference in the performance even though I have a restricted performance light. 
that's okay. I understand that. But I think there is a restricted performance. I just don't think you're picking up on it. But until we find the problem, we'll not know the answer to that. I've had it scanned at two different shops with the same results. They both said that the scanner says the anti-knock sensors showed up. However, they both said they doubted both would go out at the same time. <laughs> the knock sensor showing up is one thing, but we can test it right where it lives. All we have to do is hit somewhere near the knock sensors. We have to know where they're located. Hit it with a hammer just gently, like this. Just gently. That, that will tell us if the knock sensor is alive and well, because its job is to tell the computer if the engine is pinging. If the engine is knocking or pinging, the computer is notified by the knock sensor, and then the computer retards the timing, and it watches the knock sensor. So the computer goes, hey, knock sensor, I just retarded the timing two degrees. Are you still hearing that pinging noise? And the knock sensor says, yes, I am. So it knocks down two more degrees, and it says, hey, knock sensor, what do you think now? And the knock sensor says, nope, ping is gone. This happens 3,000 times a second, 3,000 times a second in your car. So he, he goes on, he says, both of them said the knock sensors showed up. What, what they mean by that is, is that he has codes for the knock sensors. Both knock sensors have codes. I've told you 100 times, just because it has a code doesn't mean the knock sensor is bad. Everybody wants you to buy knock sensors because they're really expensive. But when you put them in, 9 out of 10 times, that's not going to fix your problem. The engine has 125,000 miles on it. 4,000 miles ago, I had the entire top end of the engine uh, of the motor redone. They said to keep driving it due to the fact that replacing the sensors was a costly job with no guarantees as that being the problem. I called the dealer, and I've been waiting three weeks for a return call. Business must be really good. Thank you for any advice. And this is from Bob. All right, here's my advice to you. There are a lot of people out there that work on Jaguars. This isn't a tough one. And besides that, I think your 2000 Jaguar, your 2000 Vanderplus, has got Ford stuff in it anyway, because I know my wife's 2001 was built by Ford. So you take it in, and you just say to them, I've got a check engine light. Their job is, is to identify what the codes are and then backtrack the code. Let me give you an example. If you have an oxygen sensor code, I can't tell you how many times we fixed an oxygen sensor code by not replacing the oxygen sensor. A plugged fuel filter will cause an oxygen sensor code. A, a disconnected vacuum line will cause an oxygen sensor code. A bad brake booster, a power brake booster, will cause a, a, a oxygen sensor code. Let me see what else. A bad injector that's flooding the cylinder will cause an oxygen sensor flow a code. A bad fuel pressure regulator, a bad map sensor, a bad a bad math sensor, mass airflow sensor. All of that will cause an oxygen sensor code. And in the case of the oxygen sensor, as well as many other sensors, the oxygen sensor is the messenger. The problem is, is people go kill the messenger first. They replace it. Guess what happens? The code comes back. Then they take it and say it's defective. The auto parts store gives them another one. They put it in, and it's still there. And the check engine light is still on. And then they get mad, and they're all mad because that didn't fix their car. There's nowhere that it says in the Bible or anywhere else that the code is the problem. <laughs> it's not. The, the computer sees the code through that street. It, you have to find the city, the street, the house number, and the zip code. You, that's your job. That's what diagnostic process is all about, is that's our job. So I got a car. 
O2 sensor is going lean, 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 lean. I don't see fuel. I don't see fuel. I want to see more fuel. I don't see fuel. So I see that when I've talked to the, to the O2 sensor. So I make it run rich. And the oxygen sensor says, rich, rich, rich. Lots of fuel. And I trim the fuel back to just substandard. Then it goes, oh, oh, substandard fuel supply. And then I give it rich. Oh, fuel supply is, is supportive. Yes, everything is fine. Once I test the bottom and the top of the range of the oxygen sensor, I now know I have another problem. I, I also replace lots of fuel pumps because the fuel pump is supposed to maintain 40 pounds of pressure in the fuel system in a particular car. And if it's at 30, then the engine won't get sufficient fuel pressure, won't have sufficient fuel pressure, which means the engine will be running substandard because it needs more fuel to run at a standard level. So then the oxygen sensors will say lean, and they'll scream lean. And when the computer looks at the oxygen sensor and sees it scream, scream and lean for some time frame, it turns on a code. And it says to me, I'm seeing a signal from the O2 sensor that I don't like. So I go in and look, and I say, hey, O2 sensor, can you see rich? Yes, I can. Can you see lean? Yes, I can. Now, let me give it to you in numbers-wise. Because we don't really talk yes and no and talk like I'm talking. It's all numbers. I say to the, to the O2 sensor, can you see lean? It's going to answer me back this way. One. Can you see rich? Ten. See, the range is one through ten. I'm giving it to you in a simplistic manner. It's one through ten. So if I want to see if it can see one, I create a lean condition. And if I want to see that it can see a rich condition, I create a 10. So 1 and 10. If the oxygen sensor can see a 1 and a 10 and everything in between, the oxygen sensor is doing its job. What happens if, if it's lean, 1, and I, make it, I want to make it go 10, and there's nothing I can do by supplementing the fuel supply? By fogging the intake with propane, I'm going to make it run rich. I'm going to lie to the computer and make it believe it's climbing a big hill at 100 miles an hour. I'm going to make it just dump fuel in there. And the oxygen sensor says, lean, lean, lean. Well, I look at the tailpipe, and i got black smoke coming out of the tailpipe, and I'm going, it ain't lean. That means the oxygen sensor is bad because I've, I said, I'm going to set up a scenario where you I want you to see 1 and report 1, and I want you to see 10 and report 10. Well, it'll report 1, but it won't report 10. The oxygen sensor is defective. I hope you followed that. Bottom line is, is the code doesn't mean anything. It, it's, it's, well, the bottom line is, is the code does not mean that that part is defective. Maybe 15 to 30% of the time, it does mean that there's a problem with that part, but it can be a bad connection. It can be a vacuum leak. It can be an EGR valve that's stuck half open. It can be a, uh, a contaminated O2 sensor that needs to be cleaned up. There's lots of things it can be. So that's kind of how it works. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, now's the time to call in. Jeremy is sleeping. I can hear him snoring, and he's got five lines available. And we're going to be up against a break here in about a minute. So I'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll take your call. So if you have a car question. I'll also tell you about an, an Audi transmission where a lady said that it has delayed engagement in both drive and reverse when it's cold. And I told her I wanted her to try a 99-cent bottle of special juice. And I am 75 to 80% convinced that once we put this special stuff in your transmission, 
that will will know it's better, worse, or the same. Now, if it's worse, it was worse anyway. But if it's better, bingo, for 99 cents, we fixed your problem. So we'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT. Welcome back, everybody. 19 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. The lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a car problem, now's the time to call in because you could be first. But let me tell you about Action Auto Repair, which is located at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Action Auto Repair is special for two reasons. Number one, I know Tom, the owner, and I know that he's very capable he has a great staff. It's a family-owned operation. It, uh, they serve Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. So it, it's a lot of repair shops come and go, folks. You see that in your own neighborhoods. But to have somebody like Thompson's from 1970 and Action in 1983 and Quality Transmission since 1977, these guys have been around a long time because they're good and because they're not taking advantage of people. But Action Auto is whatever your repairs you know requests are or your needs Tom and his staff are all about quality workmanship good customer service excellent customer service and a good fast turnaround time their technicians are ASC master certified that means they're going to diagnose it and get the job done right they want to help you as car owners to understand what they're doing and they're going to explain the processes that they use and that way you can make the very best decisions. And if you have a BMW, he has a master certified BMW technician that works at Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley and can handle just about anything that you might need on your Beamer. That's Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. All right. Pat, good morning to you. How can we help you today? Uh, good morning, Mark. Hey, uh, I just got done replacing the timing belt on my 2003 Lexus IS300. And, of course, I had to remove the radiator to do that, and I replaced all the heater hoses and things like that. But there were two lines um, for cooling the transmission fluid. Okay. And what I was wondering is, hey, do I need special hose for those? Or is that just regular water hose? No, 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 no. You need special hose. That hose there has water hose is going to pop at 20 or 30 pounds. Okay. And uh, that hose there is much higher than that, especially if you're drag racing um, somebody okay. on a Friday night. So, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Does the hose have barbed fittings and clamps on it? Uh, no. I'm going to say conventional hose clamps. It's just, you know, there were metal lines coming out of the transmission and okay. uh, just this little rubber section for flexibility to actually get it to the radiator. Okay. Well, power steering or transmission cooler line, power steering high pressure hose or transmission cooler line hose is what you need. It's going to be a little bit more expensive than regular fuel line and windshield wiper line and cooling and water hoses. But really and truly, a couple pieces of that might cost you 10 bucks. But get the right stuff. Now, put new clamps on there and get fuel injection hose clamps. Fuel injection hose clamps have a flat surface, surface around the outside of the clamp. You know, the worm clamps, they have 
windows in them, so when you tighten them, the rubber comes up through the window. You right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuel injection clamps, they don't do that. So they're much better for this application for you to use a fuel injection or a fuel line hose clamp. So if you get two pieces of rubber, the right rubber, and four hose clamps, you just hit a home run. Okay, and I'm and I'm assuming that uh, that kind of stuff any decent parts store. I'm, I don't. It, it's not a hard thing to find, right? No, no, and decent is, is, I mean, if you walk in and they have um, 17 aisles of chrome hubcaps and spray paint, and they have three starters and three batteries behind the counter, then that's not the place. Pep Boys is a good place. They're going to have everything you need. If there's a Pep Boys close to you, go to them. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Pat. You're welcome. 602-508-0960, and let me see who else I've got here. I've got, uh, the, oh, the Audi transmission. I don't think I ever told you about that. The Audi transmission um, has the delayed engagement. Otherwise, the car starts, and when you put it into reverse or drive when it's cold, it takes a minute or two before the transmission will go. So there's, it's called delayed engagement. Otherwise, I've engaged reverse or I've engaged drive, and nothing's happened. The transmission's still in neutral. And if I kind of rev the motor up and rev the motor up, and then all of a sudden, boom, and it'll pop into gear, whether it's reverse or drive. So she calls me, and she talks to me about that. And I tell her that I want to go down to the auto parts store, and I want her to buy a, a pint bottle of D.3 or .4 brake fluid. Now, brake fluid has two properties. Number one, it absorbs moisture. So in the, in, the, in the brake application, that's a good thing. We want it to absorb the moisture. And number two, it also conditions rubber O-rings. So, and it's also a hydraulic fluid because we use it in your brake system. So I want you to put a pint of brake fluid in your automatic transmission, wait about a month, and then call me and tell me better, worse, or the same. Here's why. When you have delayed engagement, Typically, you have a hard O-ring, and when you start the car up, the O-ring is supposed to maintain pressure behind it. So the O-ring is to contain the pressure. We use hydraulic fluid to make your automatic transmission operate and make you go down the road. If the hydraulic fluid cannot build pressure, then the car won't move, and that's what's happening first thing in the morning. So when we put this brake fluid, this pint of brake fluid in your automatic transmission, we're going to take that O-ring and we're going to rejuvenate it a little bit. We're going to soften it and we're going to swell it just a smidge. And if we do that and all of a sudden your delayed engagement goes away, then we won the war because the repair is take the transmission out of the car and rebuild it and replace all the gaskets and the O-rings. So this works 9 out of 10 times. So this lady had an Audi, and I said, I want you to try that. So that's kind of how we decided that we were going to do that, is it's just a lot cheaper. And she says when she pulls into her garage at night, she has to go into reverse when she backs out, and it takes forever for the transmission to engage. And when she goes over to her daughter's house, she parks in front of her daughter's house, and the first motion when she leaves her daughter's house in the morning is drive. So both reverse and drive has delayed engagement. Most people, excuse me, most people wouldn't know that because they're going to back out of their garage, so all they know is reverse doesn't come to me immediately when it's cold in the morning. But if they were to back their car in, they would find drive was the same way. 
It's just that we need, when we start the engine, the pressure within the transmission should build rapidly. But if there's a leak, it takes a while for that pressure to build up. Once the fluid gets warm, and you're sitting there revving the motor, revving the motor, you're running the pump and the transmission, you're heating up that fluid, well, pretty soon the heat of the fluid will cause the O-ring to swell just enough to stop the leak. And then, all of a sudden, it goes into reverse and drive. So that's kind of how it works. When it comes to, to auto parts, if you are one of those people that wants Honda parts put in your Honda and Lexus parts put in your Lexus and Cadillac parts put in your Cadillac and all that other kind of stuff, I'm here to tell you that no, there is no such factory that makes your parts. I don't care what you're told. I could prove it with experts who track parts backwards. I can tell you right now that Kendall Motor Oil is making bottles that say Honda and Motorcraft, Honda and Ford. And the oil that's inside the Honda bottle and the oil that's inside the Motorcraft bottle is from Kendall. Now, Kendall's a good oil. There's nothing wrong with that. But that oil inside was not made by Honda. <laughs> it was made by the low bidder. And a couple years ago, it may have been Quaker State. And five years ago or six years ago, it may have been Valvoline. It could be Chevron. It could be Phillips 66. It's the low bidder gets to build Honda oil for Honda and Motorcraft Oil for Ford. So your motor mounts and your fan belts and your suspension parts and all that kind of stuff, there is no such thing as a factory that has Honda on the front door. That factory makes parts for lots of cars, and they're made just the specification of the manufacturer, and they're shipped to a, an assembly plant, and then your car is built in Mexico, Canada, Japan, Korea, wherever, or the United States, if we're lucky enough. So it's it's... It's a situation, Steve, you hang on because I'm up against a break. I'll get you in about three minutes. It's really easy to, to feel comfortable if the part comes in a Honda box, but I want to tell you something. I will, I'll work on Ford trucks, but I will never put a Ford part on the front end of a Ford truck because they make much better tie rod ends, much better center links, much better drag links, much better pitman arms in the aftermarket than what I'm going to buy in a Ford box. I can guarantee you that. And any good alignments guy standing up going, boy, Mark, because we all know that do alignments that we ain't using Ford parts on the front end of a Ford truck. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want to talk cars, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are, uh, two of the lines are busy. Well, that means we have three available. If you'd like to call us, you can right now, 602-508-0960. Quality Transmission in Tempe is my go-to transmission shop for the entire East Valley. Folks, there's lots of transmission shops in the East Valley. I can name the bad ones. I can name the guys that don't know what they're doing. I can name the guys that are going to tell you that the transmission overhaul is 1,800. Then when they get it apart in 4,000 pieces, they're going to call you and double or triple their estimate. I can name those. But quality transmission in Tempe doesn't do any of that. They've been around it for a very long time, since 1977. And they don't have different grades of repair. You always get their very best effort. They're not going to be the cheapest in town, but they're not the most expensive in town. And I can name those, too. 
But when it comes to transmission, they do quality work. 90% of their business is from repeat customers or customer referrals, and shops in the general area refer lots of business to them. They're a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, and even though they have one location, they offer a nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission has been serving the East Valley again since 1977. They're on McClintock, just north of University in Tempe, a great place. If you want to just talk to somebody about a transmission problem you have, they do that for free. All right, let's go to Steve. Steve, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, Mark, how's it going? hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. And thank I have you. a two, 2005 Lincoln Town car. Um and maybe it's coincidental, maybe I need to scratch my bald head a little bit, but okay. I'm in the process of replacing the right rear uh, turn signal bulb for the third time. This will be t- uh, time number three in the last 30 days. Okay, so that's a bad socket. Bad socket? Yeah. Just okay. just go down and buy a, 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 a you know, a, as you know, there's two buttons on the bottom of that bulb, right? So it's right. tail light and turn signal and brake, and it's right. just a socket's bad, and it's only three wires. So you okay. just clip them off, and the, the new the new socket assembly will come with some barrel connectors that you crimp. So okay. um, I, I'm now I'll tell you how you can kind of tell is turn on your hazards and go back there pull the socket out with the bulb and it won't be working and start manipulating the bulb bulb i want you to have the bulb face in your face and i want you to push it at 12 o'clock push it down to six push it to nine push it to three push in on it pull out on it i'll bet you you can get it to work by just playing with it and that will verify that mark's diagnosis is correct (laughs) okay and when uh when you say the socket is that an aftermarket socket or do i go to uh, um, my friendly uh, Lincoln Ford dealer. No, you can get an aftermarket socket. There'll be no problem with that. Body okay. shops okay. do that all the time. It's not something that anybody would buy, you know, go to Ford to buy or Chevrolet or, or anybody, Dodge. I mean, I, I don't buy it for the, I, I don't buy it for my customers. I, I, I'll just buy a generic aftermarket. Now, there's a big difference. If the if it comes in a white box with nobody's name on it, that's I'm returning that one because somebody's not proud about that. But if it comes from a, an electrical uh, electrical um, a vendor that does electrical stuff, and I recognize it like Bus B U S S, then it's a it's a home run. I'm keeping it and I'm going to install it. So yeah, you don't have to go to your Ford. You can if you want, but um, I'm it. pretty sure Pep Boys and 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 O'Reilly's probably have one in stock. And would you would you let uh, one of your uh, longtime listeners? Can I throw in a real uh, short question on my F two fifty four wheel drive? Sure. Ninety seven F two fifty four wheel drive locking hubs uh, shifter on the floor, and you know I go into four and of course I know you're smiling and laughing at me because. I only go into four-wheel drive probably once or twice a year just to make sure it still goes into gear. It's okay. But what, okay. what, but what it's doing right now is came out of four-wheel drive, unlocked my hubs, and the on the enunciator panel, my little 4 by 4 light, because it'll go 4 by 4 and 4 by 4 low. Uh-huh. And when I take it out of four-wheel drive, of course, the light doesn't illuminate anymore. So I know I'm in two-wheel drive, but that uh, 4x4 enunciator light is still illuminated. 
Okay. There's there. If you don't exercise that floor shifter uh, on a regular basis, then you're going to run into these kinds of problems. I think you should just continue to do that, but I would do it almost every day. And I think sooner okay. or later. The otherwise, we're going to go back in there. We're going to follow the electrical harness to the switch that's on the linkage of the transfer case that's lying about that it's in four wheel. It says it's in four wheel drive when it isn't. Okay. So we're going to clean the switch or replace the switch, and it's going to be covered with 25 pounds of mud and grease. Blah blah blah. So if you just continue to work that uh, that shifter, uh, that four-wheel drive, okay. two-wheel drive high shifter, I think you'll be able to work this this issue out. All right? Okay. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. You bet. Kurt, you stay right there because I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, you're going to be my first caller. So, Kurt, Kirk, Captain Kirk, you stay right there, buddy, and I'll get you right after this break. I'm Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot, KKNT. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday between 10 and noon, we're here talking about car, car repair problems and vehicle codes and uh, hard starts and leaking this and doing that and no starts and and my uh, TPMS system is down, all kinds of stuff. So you're always welcome to join us. If you have a question, now's the time to call in, 602-508-0960. Kurt's first, but I need to talk about IMM real quick. They have been fixing cars right and caring for their customers in and around Tempe since 1972. David, who owns IMM Auto Service, has been around a very long time. Why should you choose them? Well, they're going to prioritize your work. They're going to offer you a to-the-penny estimate, and they're including tax, by the way, and they're going to perform only the authorization, authorized work that you say they can. They're going to give you a great warranty. They have ASE Master Techs, who works on domestic and most imports, but they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So if you have a Volvo, a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo, they should be on your Rolodex because they can fix anything with those cars, and those cars make a lot of us shake in our boots. So when you go to open up the hood in a sob and find out that the engine's in backwards and upside down, that's going to bring a grown man to his knees. So they like sobs, and they're really good. So again, Svovo, Saab, Fiat, or Alfa Romeo, that's IMM Auto Service in Tempe. Kirk, good morning. How can I help you? Hello, hey. I've got a 05 Chevy Silverado pickup, and um, it hard shifts sometimes. Not all the time, but just sometimes taken off, usually. Okay. Is it an abrupt shift, or is it a hard 1-2 shift? No, it's kind of like a hard 1-2 shift. Okay. And and how about the 2-3-4-4-5? Four, four Does it follow no. that as well? Okay. Uh-uh. No. All right. The computer watches at least four or five different inputs to decide when to shift the transmission. So there's a solenoid. There's three solenoids in your transmission, and we're going to get six gears because if they're all open, uh, it's in park, <laughs> and if they're all right. closed, it's in drive. So something similar to that. Uh, in, in your particular case, I would be looking at the throttle position sensor. I'd be looking at mass airflow. If you have a map sensor, I'd be looking at it. I'd be looking at vehicle speed. I'd be, be looking at vehicle load. I'd be looking at all those sensors, wondering why we have a higher than RPM, higher than normal RPM shift. 
um, if you if you feather foot the throttle, can you get it to shift softer to number two if you just lightly and take off like Grandma Moses? You can. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, and there may not be anything wrong with it either. It may have you. How long have you been driving this this truck? Uh, about a year. Okay. Sometimes there's adaptive software, and if you're kind of hard on the throttle, there's cars out there that will adapt to you. So if anybody else drives the car, you might ask them. Well, no, because if once it adapts to you, it's going to kind of hang on to that 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 algorithm for a while. Most good transmission shops would drive that for you for free and talk to you about it for free, but I think I would want to scan the parameters of the of the engine that are going to report to the computer, and the computer is going to make the decision. If the speed sensor goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, if it were to have a dead spot between 10 and 20, then it's going to delay that first gear shift because it's going to lose the speed signal, and then all of a sudden it pops back up at 20 when really we should have shifted it at 15, and then all of a sudden it's going to shift it, and it's going to be a hard upshift. So okay. check the parameters first. How many miles are on it? Uh, 137. Has the pan off been off of it ever, or do you know? I don't think. Trans- I don't think so. Okay. Um, there's not going to be any harm if if you pull the pan and look inside the pan. Any good gray-haired guy is going to know if that pan's ever been off in 130,000 miles. If it's been off, then fine. I'm going to put a new filter, clean the pan, put it all back together. I'm going to put four of the ten quarts in it because I didn't drain the converter, and I'm going to hand it back to you and say better, worse, or the same. There's a good chance it'll be better if you service it. There's, okay. It's only a 50-50 chance, though. I want to tell you that. It's 50-50. It either is or it isn't. But I would still suggest that you go have somebody drive it. What part of town do you live in? I'm in the East, East Valley. Okay. Uh, if you want, take it by quality transmission. Just say, Mark says that you'll drive it and talk to me for free. They're not going to pull the pan for free and all that other jazz, but they may hook up a scanner and go drive it for free. So you can ask them what free means, but they'll talk okay. to you and drive it for you. And and I think a good transmission guy will get a lot closer than this uh, this mechanical guy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very thank you much. Very, you betcha. You betcha. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. When it comes to car repair, again, it's important to have a conversation. The problem is, is in many shops, you're going to speak speak into a service writer who really has a limited amount of mechanical skill. They're simply someone who takes the information down. It's a good idea for you to be specific. You'll notice that when I was talking to Kurt, we talked about a harsh upshift from one to two. And, and I asked him about three and four and four to five and five to overdrive. Those are the kinds of questions that help us understand what's going on. And the, the, the question and the answer is important because it's going to save you diagnostic money. Because if you can shortcut the diagnostic procedure, then the technician doesn't have to spend a whole bunch of t- time driving it or keeping it overnight to see what the difference is between a cold shift, upshift, and a hot upshift. You can answer that question for him. So there's lots of times that, that we can save you some diagnostic money. Cal, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning? Yeah, good morning. I have a uh, 2011 Avalon uh, Limited, and I've okay. got almost 104,000 miles on it, and it runs beautiful. 
No problem. I have two questions. One is, at what point should I change the spark plugs, and what point should I put new oil in the transmission? At 100,000 miles. Okay. Whether it needs um, the weather runs perfect or not, huh? Okay. Well, and, 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 and you bring up a good point. Let me tell you from, from, from the shop owner's point of view. There has been times Cal will bring his car in and say, change the spark plugs. I'm proud to tell you that my technician will walk up front and say to the service rider, these plugs are brand new. Somebody's changed them. They're not 100,000-mile plugs. Or he says, I wouldn't change these if they were mine. The service rider might say to him, do another one. I want to do you know, two of the six or two of the eight, or I want you to do two of the four-cylinder, but I want to see two. So he comes back and he goes, look, here's a brand new one, and here's, two, here's his used ones. You can't even tell the difference. Or... Well, I've had the car since new, and I've never put spark plugs in it. Okay. Or he walks in and he says, look at the gap on this. It's akin to the to the Grand Canyon from north to south. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then he says, here, look at the new one. The electrode is twice as long than the, than the one we pulled out, so absolutely. Your owner's manual will answer that question, but I'm quite sure on your Avalon that uh, the spark plugs are 100,000 and the transmission fluid is 100,000 as well. I'm quite okay. sure about that. Can they get all the oil out of the transmission? I've been told only to get a little bit out of it. Well, it, it, in the days of the oil pan, the answer is yes, but we now have equipment that we go up to the cooler lines that you, we send transmission fluid through the radiator and back home. So we're going to disconnect those two lines. We put them into a machine. We start the car up, and the machine has two big round plastic tubes that are eight inches in diameter and about four foot tall. The left one has brand new fluid in it, and the right one is empty. I'm going to start the car, and, and I'm going to run it through the gears, and I'm going to lift the back end off the ground, or in the case of your Avalon, the front end, I'm going to lift the car off the ground, and I'm going to sh shift it through the gears. I'm wanting the clean fluid to go in, and I want to see the dirty fluid come out. And so when I see clean going in, and I see the dirty stuff come out, I'm going to watch the dirty stuff until it turns clean. I'm going to shut the car off. I'm done. You're home free. That's how it's done today. Okay. So we're going to flush it using new fluid. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mark. appreciate you. Okay. You bet you, Cal. Thank you for calling. All righty. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K, and Salem is S-A-L-E-M. You can also go to our website, marksalem.com. And on our website, we have FAQs that represent questions since 1988. So after I get answered the same question, you know, 20 or 30 times over a year's period of time, then I would create an FAQ for it. So there's lots of questions. Then there's the list of the best car repair shops, and let me tell you how that got started. In 1988, the number one question on the radio was, where's your shop, Mark? And my response was, where do you live? And the reason I ask why you live is because it's not worth your time when I'm in South Tempe or, you know, in, in West Tempe, I should say. Uh, it's not worth your time to drive from Sun City because you're going to pass five or six really good shops on your way to me. So why don't you let me guide you? As a result of that, I created the very first referral network, Best Car Repair Shops, and I went out and I shook hands with shop owners that I knew, and I said, here's the requirements, here's what I need from you, and I need your promise to, to, to adjudicate to deal with customer complaints through the process that's described at the Better Business Bureau. You get a customer complaint, even mine, I get them, it goes to the Better Business Bureau, they ship it off to the Auto Advisory Committee. The Auto Advisory Committee makes a recommendation to the Bureau, 
then if that's not happy or if either party's not happy or if one of them isn't, it can be then appealed to an arbitrator. But the arbitrator's decision is final. And here's my promise to you. If the arbitrator tells the shop, one of my shops, to either give you a refund or fix your car and the shop refuses, two things happen. Number one, I kick the shop off my list in a very public way. And number two, I personally, Mark Salem, will fix your car up to $5,000 or I'll give you a refund up to $5,000. I personally will do that. Now, how many times has that happened since 1988? Zero. And you know why? It's because the Better Business Bureau does a good job. But more importantly, the shop does a good job. So the shop knows if they're in trouble, and they know if they're right or wrong. And most of the time, it never even gets to a Better Business Bureau complaint. Most of the time, the shop will simply do what's right. And that's what's great about my shops. I, I don't take the responsibility lightly that I'm going to refer you to some other shop. It's important that I have faith in their ability to treat you right to price your repair correctly and I don't micromanage their businesses and I don't tell them what parameters they can use none of that is there all of us are independent garages some of them have labor rates less than mine some of them have labor rates more than mine but it's a market driven number in my area the average labor rate with 28 auto repair shops in a geographical circle around my shop including 14 dealers the average labor rate is 116. I'm at 112. I'm four dollars cheaper than the average. However, there are a lot of dealers at 144, 145, and 146, and then there's a couple tire shops that are down there in the 75 and 80. Hence, the average of 116. So every year, I go out and survey all my competitors to make sure that I'm priced appropriately. But I have my finger on the pulse of our industry. And I pretty much know what labor rates and so forth and so on. Real quick story is a guy told me a story that he took a car in and and uh, he had a problem underneath the dash. And folks, behind the glove box is both the heater core and the evaporator core. And the heater core gives you warm air and the evaporator core gives you cold air for your climate controls. They went in and did a bunch of work and replaced both of them but they charged him $1,200 to do it. And I determined that they had charged it as if it was two separate issues. You see, when you go in to replace the heater core, the evaporator core is right there. So the heater core labor paid for you to get in that box, and for you to replace the evaporator core might be another $50 worth of labor. But you don't have to pay 400 to get there again. But they had charged 400 to get in and replace the heater core and 400 to go in and replace the evaporator. They should have charged 400 in, 400 out, and well, actually 400 in and out, and then they should have charged 50, 60, 70 dollars to replace the evaporator at the same time. And they didn't do that. So those are the kinds of things that I'm really proud my shops don't do. Uh, pricing issues is something I might deal with once every five years. So. Look at the best car repair shops, and also you can get an app for your phone, Best Car Repair Shops, Phoenix Best Car Repair Shops. It's free, and you can get it for your Google or your Android phone or your Windows phone or your Apple phone, whatever you want to call them. Anyway, marketmarksalem.com is my email address. Please wear your seatbelt. Please don't drink and drive. And if somebody does something nice for you when you're going down the freeway, it's okay to roll down your window and stick your arm out and say thank you. 
who knows, you may marry and will make their day if you do something like that. I'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.